Today, I'm sharing my first step into property investing as a 23-year-old junior doctor. Why did I decide to invest early? What resources did I find helpful? The highs and the lows of my first purchase. And finally, what did I learn from my mistakes? My name is Dan. Welcome to the Passive Income Doctor podcast. Just a reminder, this podcast is for entertainment purposes. Nothing here is financial advice. Please speak to your trusted professional advisors. Views expressed by podcast participants are solely their own. So 23 years old, finished medical school, junior doctor, and I was super keen to start investing. I had saved up money in university and from multiple odd jobs, retail, tutoring, no handout from parents, but... I personally was keen to make my money work harder for me and to take the steps for my financial future. So the first step I did was basically educate myself and I had to do the preparation as a beginner, didn't really know where to start. So I used all the resources I could get my hands on, spending tens if not hundreds of hours in total. I did the research and the due diligence, used multiple resources such as forums, podcasts, YouTube videos, anything. Even I think there were some investor magazines at the time, which I think many are discontinued now. Also part of this preparation step, I guess, was saving for the deposit, which obviously for Australians takes a lot of time and definitely is a big barrier to starting investing in property. So why was I keen on property as an asset class? I guess this was influenced by my mixed results with share investing during my uni days. You know, I had some wins, you know, some that tripled even. But then I remember one particular share, um, it was a mining share which decreased 90%. So it was quite a real roller coaster. In terms of property, what attracted me to property was the leverage the steady cash flow from the rental income and also the capital growth. And also I found out that certain professionals can get into property with just a 10% deposit and not have to pay lenders mortgage insurance, LMI, such as doctors, nurses, accountants. I guess at the time also influencing my mindset was that I needed to be investing At the time, I could see so many other doctors were so busy looking after their patients, doing overtime, on call, night shifts, working, you know, anywhere from 60 to 100 hour weeks. You know, they often had no time to take care of their own physical health, mental health, financial health. I could see just working more hours was not going to get them ahead. It was not sustainable. So after my first year working as a junior doctor, I had saved up the deposit, done the research. My salary as a first year intern doctor was 60K and I had around 90K in savings. So with 10% deposit, stamp duty, buyer's agent fees, solicitor fees, all in, I had to chip in $80,000, which was so daunting at the time as I'd watched my savings build up in the bank and 
watching my savings go down so much, I remember having this sick feeling in the stomach, pretty much all my life savings into just one investment. So step two was with such a big commitment, I wanted to make sure I was getting it right. So the strategy for purchasing, I used a top-down approach. So where to buy? I was Sydney-based, you know, grew up in Sydney and at the time was working in Sydney. But I could see that this city, you know, just peaked and for my budget I saw better value in another state. I could see Brisbane was undervalued at the time and had good fundamentals. As I was new to property investing and also I was investing interstate, I decided to use a buyer's agent whose strategy at the time appealed to me. I guess I wanted someone to hold my hand for such a big investment decision. So I guess after the first step of research, step two of using a strategy, step three was kind of, you know, execution. So we bought a land in an infill suburb in North Brisbane. This suburb was reasonably close to CBD and also had good amenities, infrastructure. Then separately, uh, we engaged a builder via a fixed price contract to build a four-bedroom, two-bathroom, double lock-up garage house, all in for 560k. Please note that this is separate from those house and land packages, which a marketer often sells you the whole package and charges you a 20% premium. In general, I'm not a fan of these house and land packages. So back to this suburb in North Brisbane, I could see neighbouring suburbs were worth substantially more. So I could see this suburb would benefit from the ripple effect. Land was not yet titled or registered. Initially, I was told it would be, you know, just a few months, but it ended up taking almost a year, which was really frustrating at the time. I guess one silver lining was that the market was still rising and only I had to pay just the interest on the land portion of the total costs. Also, I only had to pay stamp duty on the land portion, um, which different to a house and land package where you would have to pay for the full amount. There were hiccups along the way, which you know I tell other beginner investors you have to expect this. In this case, the initial plans submitted to council were declined as it needed a specific boundary setback, basically a certain distance between the back fence and the back of the house. So delays means paying more interest and without rental income, um, it was very frustrating. In the end though, it was finally built. Throughout the whole process, I got regular updates via pictures and banks the bank at the time needed my sign-off um, for each stage so that the funds could be released in stages to the builder. Um, and I guess just for information, the stages are based stage where this concrete slab is laid. Um, so it was a long time to reach this stage for me. But then the remaining stages progress quite, quite reasonably fast. So the next stage, frame stage, then lock-up stage, this is where walls, windows, doors are all put in place. And then, of course, fit-out stage where fixtures and fittings are installed. And then finally, completion and handover. So it was really exciting once got to the practical completion stage. 
I utilised the building inspector as well. So I guess you might be wondering why did I spend money on that? You know, aren't new builds meant to you know be perfectly fine, not need maintenance? But um, yes, they did identify quite a few issues, mostly minor that needed rectifying before handover, and I guess releasing the last lot of the funds to the builder. So it was a good uh, investment. Some extra costs involving this investment purchase was the land out turned out not to be as even as it first seemed, so it needed some retaining walls. Some other extra costs included, um, I guess it turned out not so hot rental market at the time. So one prospective tenant said they would only sign the lease if an extra aircon was put in into the master bedroom. They were happy to pay extra $20 a week into the rent. Um, so I guess, you know, trying to come up with solutions that are win-win for all parties. Also learned that different markets around Australia may have different needs. So I guess, you know, don't just buy a property that you think you personally would live in. You know, find out what the local market wants. So I would talk to local property managers to find out what the majority of tenants are looking for. Now, let's talk about some learnings, you know, and anything would I have done differently. So property is not a very liquid asset where you can just get in and get out easily. Um, this is due to the high cost of entry, such as stamp duty and also exit costs as well, you know, selling agent fees. So Basically, buying the wrong property can be extremely costly. Um, also, I guess not even to mention opportunity costs. So even though this first property of mine still has gone up quite a bit, I would have done better if I had bought a larger block of land, say 600 square metres instead of 400. And I guess looking back, um, one concept which... I kind of understood but it wasn't crystallized to me at the time was a basically the land to asset ratio basically it's the land that appreciates so yes you know you may be sold about depreciation depreciation benefits if you're buying a brand new property um, but you got to remember you have less of the land and thus the overall capital growth tends to be less I guess you can compare it to, say, a brand new car. You know, as soon as you drive off the lot, it starts depreciating. And also talk to your accountant. You know, depreciation generally reduces your cost base if you were to sell in the future, which would mean for you higher capital gains tax. So, you know, depreciation isn't this magical all in all and it shouldn't be the only reason you're investing. Another lesson of mine is that building, um, you know, in this case, building a house, which you could say is a form of kind of lower scale development, um, can be very stressful, you know, expect delays and unexpected expenses, even with a fixed price contract. You need to have a good idea of all the inclusions and exclusions at the start of the contract, as any variation or change ends up very costly. And building, you know, higher risk than an existing house um, because you have the construction risks. You know, recent media talking about all the costs of building, material skyrocketing, labour shortages, 
you know, and the risk of your builder going broke halfway through your construction. Overall, even with the few mistakes and challenges, what got me through was focusing on the big picture. Why am I building a portfolio in the first place? So takeaways from today's episode. Number one, do your due diligence. But importantly, you need to take action. Despite the few headaches and setbacks and knowing what I know now, um, you know, would have bought something better. But that first property has gone from 560K to 950K. Secondly, property investing is a team sport. You need to have a mortgage broker and conveyancer, a buyer's agent if you use one, and a property manager. They're all crucial members of the team. The property manager in particular, they're looking after an expensive asset of yours and you want an expert in place to keep up with the ever-changing rental legislation and I guess, you know, touch wood, you know, if you need to go to tribunal, etc., you have an expert to help you. So this was my first step in my property investing journey. I hope you found it helpful. Reach out to me if you have any questions. Thanks for listening to today's show. Please take a moment now to hit the subscribe button and share the podcast because this will help others benefit also. So until next time, keep taking steps to improve your financial health.